Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Again to Patriots fourth and two. I am Russ Goldman. Along with me, as always, is Steve Balsheri and Derek Havens. We are all PatsFans.com bloggers. On today's show, we'll look back at the Patriots' victory against the Colts on Sunday night. Later on, we'll preview the upcoming game for the Patriots against the Lions on Sunday. In between these segments, we'll have another edition of the Patriots fourth and two controversy roundtable. This segment will be interesting topics for us to debate. Before we get going with the show, I have to welcome my co-host back to the show. First, Derek, how you doing, my friend? Doing well, Russ. Uh, actually still in Arizona for the week. I'm actually flying back to Boston later today. But uh, it's been a good time visiting some family down here and doing a little scouting in case uh, the Patriots make their way, uh, you know, in February for the Super Bowl. But we'll we'll have to see the way things are going right now, uh um, it's certainly looking like a like a potential uh, a potential event going on in a couple of months, guys. What do you think? I hope so, Derek. I hope you're right. And uh, listen, it could be uh, the Patriots versus the Cardinals. But I am jumping way, way ahead. You know, we talked about this <laughs> off air. I, I don't want to jinx us. So let's not go there right now. But but I, I hear where you're going, Derek, definitely. Steve, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, I'd be doing better if I was in Arizona with Derek. So yeah, would I, actually. I got, yeah. Come on, come out here. Come uh, on, 74, baby. Yeah, wind chill of minus one here this morning. Yep. No, it's not, not fun this morning. So it's a good week to sit in the house and listen to Patriots 4th and 2. It certainly is. It's it's freezing here, Steve. I, I have to tell you, man, going outside, it's very cold. But, but I would rather be here than in uh, Buffalo, New York, Steve. I don't know if you've seen the weather up there. Yeah. But they've yes, got I some have. serious snow up there, so I'd rather actually be here. Yep. Same here. <laughs> All right. All right, guys, let's, let's start the show. And uh, I've got a couple, couple things I, I want to discuss with you guys before we even get into this. And, Derek, I'm going to start with you. I just saw this is breaking news. It looks like Jonas Gray has won AFC uh, Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? Man, let me tell you. I I, I have no problem saying this because you guys can make fun of me if you want. But but I okay a little, little context real quick. I'm in the backyard of my father's house in Arizona. Him, it's just him and I uh, watching the game this last Sunday, which was great because I haven't watched the game with my dad in uh, you know all season since I've been since I live in Boston. So you know we're we're out here watching the game. He, my father, my grandfather, my uncles, all big Notre Dame fans. I'm not. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a Notre Dame fan, but so he before the game, he's talking to me about how Jonas Gray uh, is going to be a player for the Patriots, and I'm like, you know, I'm not I'm not really sure, you know, I I I, I, I I've never really seen anything that's really made him kind of jump off the screen. Okay, his uh, his first carry of the game, you know, pretty solid run. I'm like, okay, my dad's like telling you, just keep feeding it to him. I'm like. He's not going to do anything. He's not. A, he's not. He's not like a big player. 
You know, he's not he's, he's not a big player. I, I was like, I was like, he I, he doesn't do anything for me. And so another carry, and I'm and and as the game goes on, my dad just keeps looking at me and looking at me. And after the after the first quarter, man, did I look dumb? I'll tell you, because he was running hard, guys. Um, but you know, in in my in my defense, we haven't really seen what he's done in that game before. We we we've seen little flashes. You know, but I, I've never seen him run as hard as he did on Sunday, Russ. You're talking about. I thought about, we saw a little bit of that in the Bears game, Derek. Honestly, a, a little bit, a, a little, a little bit. But I mean, he was really uh, hitting the holes hard. No negative runs, falling forward for extra yardage, um, really flexing his muscles. Uh, and I, I mean that. Uh, Figuratively and and literally, um, and uh, he was really flexing his muscles kind of through the holes, um, you know. Just uh, and I did. He, he pretty much showed in the building, Steve. And I'm not sure if you agree with this, but I wasn't sure he had. Now, yeah. I also I also would say real quickly, I'm not sure he has the ability to do it on a game in game out basis. I know a lot of people for their fantasy teams are rushing out to pick him up this week, but <laughs> I, I would say. I would say I'm not sure if he is going to be the kind of player like Garrett Blunt, you know, kind of put on a nice little run at the end of the season last year. I'm not sure if he has the ability to do it, but he certainly looked like he did on Sunday night, and it was a big boost. Uh, it was a big boost for the Patriots as they got their biggest, uh, you know, win on the road this season. Absolutely, Derek. And listen, you know, it's funny. Steve and I were talking on uh, on a Lions show last night, and I brought up the fact that I don't think they asked me if I thought that he would be this every down back now, and I, and I just don't see that partially because of the Patriots' offense. You know, again, with, with Stephen Ridley and with Shane Vereen, they, they always split time. So, again, I don't see him as being your every down back. I don't know about the ability. I hear what you're saying because, again, there, there are certain opponents that that I can see could give him a hard time, such as we saw against Denver. You know, he couldn't run against Denver. I think he might have a hard time again this week against Detroit, but they still need to run the ball. But but listen, I I, I think you have to give the kid a lot of credit. All he needs is, is a lane, one cut, and he's gone, and he moves forward, and it's positive yards. There were no negative plays. So that, to me, is a positive. I I see where you're going on that, Derek, but I don't think that, that he would be needed each and every week to do what he did, obviously. Against against the Colts, I, I think this is a this is a nice story, a nice you know a nice game by him, and now listen, we story. might have a few yeah. other good games by him as well. I did, you know, I thought he was decent in the Chicago game, but but I don't think he's going to be your every down back. I do agree with you on that, Derek. I don't think that we should be expecting him to have this kind of output each and every week. I do agree with you. Yeah, I, I, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to knock his performance down by any means. I, I just no, you put you, you trying to put story. it into perspective. I get it. Exactly. Yep. I get it, Derek. Not a problem. Steve, over to you again. I'm just for time's sake. I'm gonna cha- I'm gonna change the uh, subject matter a little bit because again, there's one other subject I want to talk before we go and and break down this game. I want to get your thoughts on Ty Law being one of the semifinals for the Hall of Fame. I have been championing him getting into the Hall of Fame. I hope he gets there. Don't know if he's gonna get there this year. What are your thoughts about him being a semifinalist? Yeah, I, I think that Ty Law deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I know that, you know, that when you're talking about corners, there's always a lot of really good guys that are, you know, worthy of it. But I think both him and Junior Seau deserved a, a shot in the Hall of Fame. And I hope both of them make it this year. I really do. Yep, and I'm glad that you mentioned Junior Seau because Junior Seau is one of the 26 semifinals as well. I think Junior Seau will get in. If it's not this year, he's going to get in very soon. I've heard some talk about the fact that Ty Law might be one that, that could it could take a little bit for him to get in, but I think he deserves to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. There are people that disagree with me, but I think that Ty Law deserves to go in this year. But it's going to be difficult because it's an impressive list of uh, of candidates, but again, the fact that he's already made the semifinalist I think is a good sign. You know, um, you know, listen, Andre Tippett, it took a very long time for him to get in, Steve. So if, if if he doesn't make it this year, it doesn't mean that he couldn't make it in two to three years' time. Would you agree with that? Yeah, but, you know, with Tippett, I mean, Tippett was kind of overshadowed in his career because he was an outside linebacker in, in the era of LT. So, you know, everything he did kind of got overshadowed. And, you know, Ty Law has the Super Bowls to fall back on. So True. True. Good know, point that, by you. 
that's a uh, that's something that people remember, and uh, and we'll have to see. I mean, it, there's still a long way to go before you know he makes it, but uh, I think that he deserves it. Uh, I I hope he he makes it this year, and if not, we'll be rooting for him next year. Absolutely. You know, again, he's a player that I want to see in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, I really do. And I think he deserves to be. But, again, the only time will tell. All right, guys, let's get into the show. Let's look back at this uh, victory by the Patriots. And, Derek, I will start with you. Again, just share with me your opening thoughts on on what we watched on Sunday night. Uh, You know, we talked about the importance of this game going in, how it had a big swing. And it 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 really – it, it was interesting. I, I'll, I'll tell you. I thought the game was very under control by the Patriots early. Uh, you know, they won the toss to Bird. Uh, they were able to get up the field, score the touchdown. And after the Patriots scored their first touchdown, um, I, you know, to be honest, I thought the game was pretty much uh, in check after that. Uh, I thought that that was all I really needed to see. I was like, okay, this is going to be this is going to be okay. Now, obviously. Um, I, I thought Tom Brady's play in the first half specifically was terrible. I, I thought he w- I thought he just didn't look right. Um, there were some reports. I'm not sure if you guys have heard the same thing that he was that he was sick. Um, I certainly know a couple other players, uh, you know, were sick in the locker room last week. So that's certainly a possibility. Um, I, I would say I, I would say just he just looked off, and the offense just wasn't really moving that well. I thought the defense did a very nice job. Um, you know, kind of switching things up. Uh, I, I, I like the adjustment. The, the, we, we talk about adjustments and making them and not making them sometimes. I thought the Patriots made a nice adjustment moving Revis around at times. Reggie Wayne was hurting them early. They changed. They put Revis on him. That kind of neutralized that. T.Y. Hilton was a non-factor for the Colts. And the Patriots totally shut down their run game. Um, you know, I said I wasn't really worried about Trent Richardson. He had seven carries for zero yards. Um, and, uh, you know, overall defensively, I thought this performance was even more impressive than, uh, than the one before the bye week against the Broncos. Uh, you know, both very good offenses, uh, and, and this, and against Indianapolis, I thought the Patriots defense was very solid. Um, you know, the Patriots, they found a formula that worked. They saw something that they, that they wanted to go back to. It's the same thing that they, they beat the Colts in the playoff with a couple months ago, Russ, back in January. We're just going to run the ball right down your throat. And it kind of looked like one of those things where the Colts just didn't expect the Patriots to do it. They just didn't expect the Patriots to run the ball. It's like they were not not looking forward to that at all, which is kind of funny because neither were a lot of Patriots fans. Uh, You know, I don't think think many of us were expecting uh, Jonas Gray to get a huge amount of carries. But he did, and they took advantage of him. They took, they they went with a an extra offensive lineman, Cameron Fleming, who ended up getting hurt in the game. Well, he was big in the blocking game. I thought the offensive line did a great job. And Tom Brady in the second half, uh, you know, came back with a very strong performance. But overall, they got a very a big marquee win on the road, which a lot of people around Boston have been talking about going into the game. And uh, I think it's just good. It, it was just it was good for the Patriots to put themselves in position. Going in the long term, Russ. I mean, they have they have the ability now for that number one seed. It, it's kind of in it's in their power. It's it, it, they're in the driver's seat if they want that that home field advantage in first round by. They are, Derek. And and listen, you you just talked a great deal about about some very interesting topics. And I'm going to go right back to you because you, you were talking about the defense. And the one thing the the one the one negative that I had here. And again, I'm you know. Again, I'm going to call it a small negative. Was some of the blown coverages because again, Andrew Luck was was able to get some of those chunk plays that we have not seen that defense give up prior. But I think part of that had to do with blown coverage, and that's going to happen. I mean, they're not going to be perfect, you know. Again, early in that game, that that pass to Reggie Wayne, I think was a was either a blown coverage or or again just just didn't rotate quickly enough over to Wayne. Well, but I, I'm sorry, funny, go, actually, go ahead, Daryl. No, I was just. I'm just feeding right off of you, Russ. I, I was, I um, I'm actually watching the game with my, uh, my cousin's uh, fiance at the be- at the beginning of the at the beginning of my cousin and his fiance were in town and they were hanging out for a couple minutes and then they had to take off. It was just my dad and I, him and him bragging about Jonas Gray for uh, for two and a half hours. But um, 
you, you know, you talk about Andrew Luck having some success early, and how the Patriots were going to defend him was going to be tough because I think the Patriots like to do the man coverage thing for the most part, but against him, it's it's very hard not to do zone because you you don't you, you're worried about him having the ability to extend plays. He's so big and he's so strong that even when you rush him, which they did at times, uh, I mean, I guess their pass rush probably my biggest nitpick for us, but. Yeah. I, I, w- I would say that it, you know you're, the, the, what you want to do in zones is you want the you want the players to drop and you want to go ahead and be able to disrupt passing lanes things like that. I thought the Patriots really struggled in the defensive backfield to kind of settle into their drops and get in the way of things. Now it, they I think I think we did a better job as the game went on. Right but early on, uh, you know they were getting carved up quite a bit. I think especially in that second quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I, I think I think it was a problem that eventually it worked out the way, that, the way they wanted to. You had Andrew Luck forcing the ball into a position where a defensive back had fallen. Uh, Revis put his hand up, deflected the ball. Great play. The quarter took advantage of it, and that was a big and that was a big swing in momentum. No, listen, I, I hear you, Derek, and it's funny because uh, I, I heard Greg Bernard on uh, WEI yesterday. Yeah, WEI, I'm sorry, 98.5, the sports hub, getting my radio stations uh, mixed up here. But he was talking about Andrew Luck and talking about how, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, basically talking about how Andrew Luck's decision-making, how, how he was forced to, I guess you could say, really look down the field and uh, and hold the ball longer than he probably wanted to because, again, uh, the Patriots were doing things to make it more difficult on them, even though early on, like you said, Derek, and I mentioned, they, I think they had some, some issues maybe with drops with, with some coverage issues. But I think as the game progressed, they, they got better and better at it, and he was holding on to the ball longer and longer. And, again, uh, you know, I think that was a, that's a testament to the Patriots' defense that it got better as the game went on. But early on, it, it, did, it did frighten me a little bit, but it didn't hurt them in the end. Good stuff by you. Steve, over to you. I want to get your thoughts about, about what we're talking about, about the Patriots' defense against the Colts, but also want your overall thoughts on the game, too. Well, overall, I think the thing that stuck out was the fact that they were able to run so effectively. I mean, in my pregame, I said that they were, would be able to run in between the tackles, which they did. Um, I thought Jonas Gray was going to get some work. I don't think anyone foresaw the amount of work he did get. I mean, 37 carries is is a lot more than I envisioned. I figured 15 to 16 on uh, on Sunday night. But, you know, they were so effective at doing so. You know, I think they were even more effective than they had planned on. But the the thing that stuck out for me more than anything for the offense was 9 of 12 third-down conversions. And, when, and that's amazing. When you consider the Colts at home this year, had only given up eight first uh, first downs on third, you know, uh, third down situations all season at home. Right. The Colts were, were eight for forty five at giving up <laughs> third down conversions at home, and the Patriots made nine of twelve, which was just amazing. So they they could completely control the line of scrimmage. They completely controlled the, uh, you know, the flow of the game. And they they kept the Colts off balance all game long. I thought the defense, again, was huge. You look at their number one receiver, which was uh, T.Y. Hilton, Hilton, three catches, 24 yards, erased. And that was Kyle Arrington. By the way, that wasn't Darrell Rivas. That was Kyle Arrington, who was much maligned by Patriots fans. But, you know, when you put this guy in the slot – uh, he's very, very good. In fact, he's probably the fastest member of the secondary. So they put him on T.Y. Hilton, and he was erased. I mean, he we didn't hear his name all game long. I thought they did a fantastic job. And other than that one uh, blown coverage with Reggie Wayne, you know, once they put Rebus on Reggie Wayne, he really – Reggie Wayne didn't do much after that. That's he had true. that 146-yard pass, which was – really a blown coverage. And after that, he had, I think, five catches or four catches for 45 yards. Basically, he was erased as well. So they took their two best receivers, erased them, and forced Andrew Luck to go to his third guy, which, you know, I give Fleener all the credit in the world. But if you're asking me if Fleener was going to be the difference in that game, I'd say no. So uh, I'd say that was – 
tremendous game planning by the Patriots yes, uh, on Sunday. Listen, I totally agree with you, and it's funny because I was thinking about him and then also Hakeem Nix. But, but Steve, if, if you're going to tell me before the game those are, are the guys that are going to hurt you, I think you're going to win the game. And uh, and that's basically how it turned out. You know, again, they made Kobe Fleener at times look like a world beater. But, uh, but again, you know, if, in the overall scheme, how much – how much damage did he overall do? He he got them into dangerous situations, you know, getting going down the field. But but when the uh, when the chips were on the line, that defense was stout. And and again, what's great about it is that it was different than the week before against against the uh, Broncos. And 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 now they've they've faced two elite quarterbacks. Or you know, again, I you know, people argue if if Andrew Luck should be in the same category as. Brady and Manning, I, I guess I shouldn't say we and a very good quarterback because I don't see him at that level yet. But but someday he could be. But what what was great, Stephen and Derek talked about this, and this is something that, that I think we're going to talk about the rest of the year. The Patriots' pass rushes is, is uh, I, I guess you could say below average to average at times. They didn't get a huge amount of pressure on. Andrew Luck, and uh, in the end, it really didn't matter. I mean, you know, again, I, I want it to be better. I think we all want it to be better. But uh, but I think what's more important is that secondary is rock solid. That secondary, you know, can win you games. I, I, I hate to put it that way, but it's, it's true. Um, you know, again, a huge test is going to be against uh, coming up against Green Bay. Then we'll see if they don't get pressure on Aaron Rodgers, if that hurts them. Because, because that, cause that offense is, is crazy right now in Green Bay. But, and it will be but, interesting because, because Aaron Rodgers has a little bit of um, – I mean, he's kind of like a more mature Andrew Luck. He has, he has the legs to move. Yeah, he's, he has gone, he's gone through the struggles and, and come, come out the other side there. Right, and uh, it will be interesting because I'll tell you, Andrew Luck made a couple of throws, or I should say, didn't make a couple of throws that could have changed the game. Uh, there were True. a couple of, even though even though the Patriots' coverage was pretty solid, there were a couple of missed opportunities by the Colts. Um, at, and I don't want to put it all on him because watching that game, it, it kind of confirmed what we were talking about before. You know, the Colts are dangerous, but they're only uh, you know an okay team, but they have a great young quarterback, and that's what makes them dangerous because he's their best player. And he's kind of forced to chuck the ball all over the field. Yeah. But, you know, there was a couple opportunities that the Colts had, um, or, or and if they had made a couple different, you know, adjustments, the game might have come out different. So, you know, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how the Patriots attack someone like an Aaron Rodgers because I'm not sure he's going to miss those throws. Certainly not at home because he's, he's been on fire. But that's going to be, a, you know, a, a good show for next – a good talk for next week. So I know we, this week we got a little Derek, bit different I- coming in. No, absolutely, and, and I look forward to, to talking about that because that's a fascinating matchup. I think that's that's another test. Uh, you know, again, going against Manning and and Luck is uh, is a huge test. But but uh, Aaron Rodgers playing the way that he is, it, it will be another huge test. All right, guys, let's move on. Let's let's get down to this. what for you was the key moment of the game. Derek, I'll go to you first. I know which one was for me, but I'm curious for you. When did the game change? Um, well, I already, I already kind of said it. Um, you know, the, I honestly, I honestly thought that the, once the Patriots scored their first touchdown, and they had, and they had already had stopped the Colts once, I felt like the game was pretty well in hand. Now it was a battle back and forth, so it's not like it didn't get close. Certainly, the um, <clears throat> the Tom Brady interception before before the half, I thought that really made things a lot closer. I thought that that could have been a Huge, huge mistake, and, and it was. But uh, the Patriots were able to kind of capitalize on that. Um, they had a great open drive in the third quarter. Yep. But I would say that play that really stuck out to me, Russ, was it was kind of it was in the fourth quarter. I would say the early part of the fourth quarter, and the Patriots had a really long. Um, they, they had a really long drive. Jonas Gray was kind of chewing up some big yardage. They were only up eight points at this, at this point. It was twenty-eight to twenty, and they had just broken into the red zone. And they they kept feeding it to Gray. And he picked up another four yards and then another seven yards. They actually picked up a first down three yards away from the end zone, and they were just chewing up clock. And again, Gray punched it in, um, you know, for his, uh, you know, for for another touchdown. And that was actually the same play that Rob Gronkowski got the penalty on for taunting and uh, <laughs> unnecessary roughness. And and uh, I thought that play 
it was kind of a tone-setting play, kind of just kind of we're going to take control of this game. They went up 35-20, and that was it from then on out. Okay, excellent, excellent. Steve, before I go to you, I'm going to give you my key moment of the game. Uh, Derek, you've already mentioned it. For me, it was the opening drive of the third quarter to open up the second half. Getting a touchdown, yeah. I thought was was the was the nail in the coffin. You know, again, I, I thought after that, the Colts would hang around a little bit, but uh, I I didn't feel too threatened after they opened the second half because again, after what happened at the end of the first half, I thought that was the statement that you needed. Do you agree with my key moment, or do you have a different one? Are you Steve, talking to me or Derek? Oh, I'm talking to you, Steve. Oh, okay. No. I was like, I, I, I gave you like four Derek. key um, moments there, right? You did, yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, that that was a key. I mean, to me, it was the third <laughs> quarter as well, and it was the second play of the third quarter. I mean, uh, you know, on the first play was one of the only times that the Colts held Jonas Gray to no gain. So it was second and ten. And then all of a sudden, Brady passed the short screen pass to Shane Vereen, and there wasn't anybody in in the television picture right. for for like 20 yards, and he got 39 yards on that. And that's when I knew that this game was well in hand. Brady had weathered the storm because he had. I thought he had an awful first half. I, I yeah. thought Brady was awful in the first half, but I knew that right then that this game was well in hand, and uh, that to me was the the killer right there. Is like okay, they stopped Gray, who had, had gashed them in the first half, and uh, you know, second and ten. Now the crowd's getting into it. They're only four points down, and then Brady hits Marine for forty yards down the sideline, and he's running free down the left sideline. Now all of a sudden, you know, they're inside Colts territory, and then he hits Brandon LaFell on that nice pass, uh, that back shoulder throw. Now they're set up, and, you know, they gashed them again. Tim Wright ends up catching the one-yard touchdown. Uh, I thought after that, this game was over. I mean, it was just a question of time after that. Yeah. Right. And, and those are all those are all good ones. I actually have a question, though. I, I think this is interesting. <clears throat> I apologize for my voice. It's still, I'm still recovering from this cold. Uh, I would say we – I think we would all agree. I mean, I don't know if Russ would, but Steve and I both said it. Brady was – very bad in the first half. Um, no, I agree Russ, with that. Do you disagree with that? Oh, I totally agree with that, yeah. Okay, so in the second half, much better. He was much better. But still, it wasn't his best game. It wasn't his best game. How do we feel about Patriots still getting the win anyway? Because to me, I think that's big. I think it's big that this team Derek, can, can I answer still... that? Yeah, go ahead. Can I, I answer that? Because you know where I'm going, my friend. You know where know, I'm going. The I... Patriots showed that they won a game like they did in 2003, Derek. Here we go. They, yep. they, there it is. They found another way to there win. Is. This is what the 2003 team did, Derek, each oh, and every man. week, finding different ways to win. Th- that, game on, th- that game on Sunday showed me that, that this Patriots team reminds me of the 2003 team. I just had to get that out there. Sorry, Derek. <laughs> you, know, and for, and for, you know what sucks about that, Steve, is I totally teed to that form. I didn't even see coming. <laughs> You he even warned me. Uh, you just lobbed it up and served it to him. Man, oh, you gave me a softball, Derek. You gave me uh, a – you set really, me up. I, Thank you. I really did. Thank but, you. Uh, all, right. I will, all I would say is that I didn't think – I know in years past they haven't been able to do that because they haven't had the defense to do it. I think their right. defense is still not an elite defense, but I do think it's a very good defense, and it's getting better, and it will get even better as the season goes on. And I think – with Chandler Jones coming back, hopefully uh, that will be another big addition if he's able to come back. So, uh, you know, but with, with, with going on the road um, in a prime time in a, in a, against a contender in your conference, a lot on the line, the quarterback didn't play well for whatever reason, you're still able to, you know, execute a game plan and get a win. I think that's, that's a lot. And that gives, that gives me confidence and I'm sure it gives a lot of fans confidence that this team can do something if that happens, you know, in a playoff game. Uh, and, right. And, and uh, I think that was probably the biggest positive and the biggest takeaway from this whole thing for me, Russ. No, I hear you, Derek. You know, and again, while watching this, you know, and, and you brought up a great deal about this, you, you felt early on that the Patriots were going to win this game. I yep. felt, you know, Steve had mentioned as well, the domination 
of the Patriots' running game over this uh, Colts defense. You know, again, it, I, I hate to keep going back, but it does bring me back to 2003 against the Colts back then, where where you could, you know, if you wanted to, you you could run it down this team's throat, and that's exactly what they decided to do. This and and they kept going to it. And it's funny because I heard Belichick, I heard Belichick talk about this. Now I'm getting the right radio station on EI paraphrasing again, but he was talking about that, that again, it was working, so they kept going to it. I don't think that was Josh's uh, game plan to, to give it to him that often, but if it's working, you keep going to it, and that's exactly what they did. And, uh, and Jonas Gray really stepped up. And guys, that, that's going to lead me to, to uh, put us into the uh, Patriots 4th and 2 controversy roundtable, because I do want to talk about Jonas Gray. And Derek, I'll go right back to you. Was the success of Jonas Gray on Sunday more to do with his ability to continue to get yards after contact, which he did very well, or the play of the offensive line opening up these holes for him? That's a tough one. Um, I guess if I had to pick one, I would say on Sunday I would give more credit to Jonas Gray. I think overall, I think overall, it's a you can't really do one without the other a whole lot. Okay. Um, We've seen, I think we've seen Russ, um, the op- the offensive line play better, specifically in the I'd say in the past like five six weeks, but I think and we I think we've seen a little bit of this before where the offensive line has opened up some holes. You mentioned the Chicago game. To me, I like I said at the beginning of the show, I just believe we haven't seen Jonas Gray run this hard before. I didn't. I thought he was running very determined. Uh, you know, and uh, he was not only was he was he was being patient as he uh, until he found the hole, and then he was really exploding through it. Uh, like you said, picking up some big yards after contact, falling forward to gaining positive yards. I think he was stopped for no gain uh, once, twice. And, uh, you know, but besides that, he wasn't stopped for a negative play. Just continued to plow forward and kept the Colts defense on their heels and. Like I mentioned also before, it was kind of like the Colts weren't prepared for it. Uh, they weren't expecting it. And I thought he was running harder than we've seen him run, um, you know, in previous. So, I mean, it is, it is kind of a – you have to have kind of both, obviously, right. the off-the-line play to open up the running game. But I think he was really maximizing his opportunity. So, I, I, I think for him, I think this was more about Gray and his kind of just explosive night, uh, you know, on Sunday. Good stuff, because, again, uh, I do want to mention his yards after contact were huge there, so I understand where you're going on that. And, uh, you know, again, you really can't go wrong either way, but I just wanted to pose it. Was this more about Jonas Gray or the offensive line? And, Steve, I want to get your thoughts on this, because, again, both were impressive, but who was more impressive, the offensive line opening up the holes, or was it Jonas Gray getting all those yards after contact? Like you said, that's a great question, because, you know, uh, he he did have a hundred yards after contact, but you know, with a big physical guy like himself, you know what you want is to allow him to get up ahead of steam. You know those big physical guys. You know when the Patriots just face guys like Marshawn Lynch, you know what do we say? The key is don't let him get up ahead of steam. So on this note, I'm gonna say it was the uh, offensive line because I I really think that you know. They allowed him to get up that head of steam, and once he did, he was breaking tackles at that second level, which, you know, we know that the Colts linebackers aren't the biggest guys. You know, you give that 230-pound guy a a full head of steam and he's going forward, he's going to run right over a couple of people, and that's what he did. And I thought the offensive line did a great job of allowing him to do that. And uh, uh, kudos to them. I thought that was, you know, their best game of the year so far. I definitely agree with you that it was their best game. And uh, like, I, like I just said to Derek, I don't think you can go wrong. I'm going to lean towards Derek, though, because, again, I hear, hear where you're going because, because you need the holes, you need the picking up the steam. But, but, I, but it's what he did with that steam, Steve, that, that was, for me, very impressive. So I'm, I'm actually going to agree with Derek. It pains me to do that, Steve, but I have to agree with Derek. Um, <laughs> just kidding, Derek. All right, all right, and and guys, let's move on because this is a subject I really want to talk about. Uh, and Steve, I'll start with you. The Patriots secondary continues to be impressive, but are you concerned about the lack of pass rush? Well, you know, it, you always want a, a, a really good pass rush. I mean, and they haven't had one in quite a few years. If as long as they can 
stay creative with it like they have been doing, I think they're they're going to be in pretty good shape. I mean, you know, they they've been mixing it up a little bit. They've been showing different looks, and as long as they continue to do that, they're going to be okay. I I think if they uh, get Chandler Jones back at the end of the season, he'll come back fresh. Obviously, you know, last year I thought him and Rob Ninkovich wore down. Now they have a third guy that they can throw into the mix with Akeem Ayers. You know, Ayers is kind of a wild card in that aspect, and then, you know, you'll be able to mix and match. You give guys a rest. I think the pass rush will get better if they get Jones back. Um, We'll have to see. Uh, I'm not overly concerned with it, but, yeah, when you get into a a game against the better teams, the the Denvers and, you know, the Green Bays, you you want – that pass rush, I think. Okay. And and listen, I tend to agree with you, but for me, it's not about the sacks, and you and I have talked about about that. It, it, it's the pressure. And, uh, Derek, I'm going to go to you because, again, it's something that we've talked about a great deal. I even mentioned to Steve. I can't remember a Patriots defense that had this really uh, overbearing, this, this dominating pass rush. In my lifetime, I don't think I've ever seen it. I've seen good pass rushes, and, again, from the – from the championship teams, they they had good pass rushes, but they weren't like like this dominating force that that were getting after the uh, quarterback each and every play, because the Patriots still play that read and react style of defense where it's not really you know just go after the quarterback you know again they 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 mix it up but but I'm curious your thoughts about this because as we're ta- as I'm talking to Steve I'm thinking about the different options that the Patriots do have with the pass rush compared to the, say the beginning of the season. Because Dante Hightower has now shown more ability to get after the uh, quarterback. I think Jamie Collins can get after the quarterback. I'm talking about from the inside. Then you have on the outside, you add Chandler Jones back to the mix. And then, you, and then Akeem Ayers might be able to give you something. And then you also have Rob Ninkovich. So I'm going to ask you, how concerned are you? I, I can understand there being some <clears> concern. <throat> but do you think maybe they're better than they say were even a year ago, getting after the quarterback moving forward? Well, I'll answer those questions in reverse. Okay. Uh, first, the, the second the second part, I think they are better than last year simply because they're better on the back end, and that gives you more time to get after the quarterback. Uh, um, I, I would say, am I concerned about it? I am. I, I think that's the one thing that that could be taken advantage of uh, by other teams, and we've seen we've seen it at, at certain times during a game over the past couple of weeks, but we haven't seen a team you know, come up with a victory so it hasn't totally affected the hasn't totally affected the game. I, I would say I would say that Chandler Jones is a huge X factor in this guy. You know, he he's been out for a month. Um, you know, I you would think you would think the team by now has a better idea of when his possible return is. The first trip said that he was gonna miss four to six weeks. Well, that seems more and more like that wasn't true because, you know, he hasn't even started practicing yet. I guess we'll find out this week if he can get back on the field, but honestly, I'd be surprised if he made it. If he made it back, uh, you know, before next week, uh, or uh, I, I don't see him playing this weekend. You know, I don't know if he'll play the next three games. And so, I mean, how long are you going to carry him on the roster? I hope they carry him because I do think he can come back with fresh legs and they can impact for you, Russ. Because I think that's still that's it's ultimately a passing league, and you know, offenses are throwing the ball all over the field. You need guys to get after the passer. It's, if the Patriots can improve, uh, improve getting after the, putting more pressure on the quarterback, which I thought they struggled with a little bit on Sunday. I thought Andrew Luck was able to stand in the pocket for too long. There was a lot of hand fighting. I thought Ayers, um, I thought Nick, you know, kind of had a rough game. You can argue with the penalties all you want, but it was kind of a rough game. Akeem Ayers really didn't do a whole lot. He was pretty much just, you know, pretty much he was doing handshakes with Anthony Casanzo and on the left side. And uh, I, I do think that. When they're when the Patriots turn up the heat and they bring you know that cross dog blitz, Steve, that pressure right up the A gap, uh, you know I, I I love that. I wish they would do that more. And I think the Patriots would love to blitz Jamie Collins more. The problem is he's so damn good in coverage and Todd right. Mayo is not there that they they can't. They, I I think they are, their hands are tied. So at times you'll see that you'll see Collins. Uh, you know, blitz in, but I wish they, I think they would like to do it more. And if they can, Russ, I think they've shown the ability to do it, but they're it's going to have to get a little bit better than it has been in order to make a really big impact. And I think that that's what could take this defense from, you know, pretty good 
to elite. I think that's the one thing that's missing. Okay. Okay. So so for you, it's not that the defense isn't, like you said, pretty good, but to, to go good. to that next level, you need to see the improvement on the uh, on the pass rush. So let me ask you, against the Denver Broncos, would that be good enough for you if they showed that to you each and every week, or was that, or or do you need it to be better than it was against the Broncos? That's a tough one. Um, it's 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 a, it's, a, it's a tough one to gauge too because Peyton Manning still goes getting the ball out quickly. Uh, you know, I, I I guess that's a tough question to answer. I, I don't know. I just think I just need, it just needs to be better. Just put it this well, it just needs to be better than what it's been. It's been okay. solid at times. I think the coverage has helped out a great deal. Like I said, I think the defense is playing really good. They're tackling really well, and that was a problem early in the season. The run defense has been much better. That was a problem earlier in the season. I think the coverage, the chemistry, everything is improving like we've seen over the past couple years. Like we talked about at the beginning of the season, we knew this defense was going to get better as time went on. I just think, I just think that needs to get a little bit better, and uh, hopefully Chandler Jones, like I said, is the X factor in that whole mix because I do think that Akeem Mayer's um, is playing pretty pretty well. It wasn't his best game on Sunday, but I think he's made a little bit of an impact. And if you can kind of kind of keep, you know, Jones and Ninkovich and Ayers fresh, you blitz and Collins and Hightower a little bit. I think you have some options, um, and 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 you know, Belichick can get creative down the stretch. No, listen, I hear you, and uh, and as I mentioned, Steve, you know who who made a an appearance and didn't hurt himself at all was uh, Jonathan Casillas. I think on a limited basis he can he can help you a little bit, just maybe more more in coverage. But but again, yeah. you know the fact that they have these players and like you mentioned, Chandler Jones. Steve had mentioned to me someone coming back that that could also be a help. Derek, again, it's more uh, more against the run will be Silver Saliga. But again, yeah. it's just having another body. You know, having someone else in there. I you know again, Alan Branch. I I don't think it's hurting you at all either. You know. I thought Alan I, Branch was terrible in, against the Broncos, but I thought he was. I thought he was solid against the. I Colts. think he I was think solid. He was great, solid against the Colts, and and, and that's only going to get better in time. You know, again, he just just got here. So, so you know, I I hear where you're going on this, Derek. You you know, you want it to be at an elite level, and uh, I'm not going to disagree with you there. For for it to be at an elite level, the pass rush needs to be better. You know, it's yep. it's uh you know it's not great. It just needs to be better. Um, yeah. All right, guys, let's move on. And let's start our preview now. Let's get into Patriots versus Lions. All right. And, uh, and uh, Derek, I'll start with you since since you and I were just chatting. Let's start with the Patriots defense versus the Lions offense in the running game. Who has the advantage? And if the Patriots don't have the advantage, how do they get it? Um, I, I would say I would say the Patriots have the advantage. It, you know, I wouldn't have said this, but, you know, pre-Broncos game, but in the last couple of games they've, they've clamped down on the running game uh, you know, pretty good and honestly, I'm not sure where the health, you know, where the health is for the Lions I, you know, they have they have uh, Reggie, sorry, I blanked out on him, I, they have Reggie Bush who I think is going to be back for this game, he's kind of been battling yeah. injuries all year um, you know, he's he's definitely um, he, he's definitely a playmaker he, can, he, he has the speed and, you know the elusiveness to make some things happen but, uh, you know, especially in the passing game, Joyce Bell is another strong runner for them. I'm not sure what his injury situation is. I think he'll be good to go. But another guy they've been getting involved a lot is Theo Riddick. And, uh, you know, so they have kind of three guys that they like to trot out there. Um, I do think that despite, you know, they actually use three running backs. They use their running, their running backs a lot in the passing game. So it will be interesting to see how that's all affected. But I think the Patriots have done a pretty good job uh, I've done a pretty good job with running the ball, and I think they're going to have the advantage this week. Okay, fantastic. I tend to agree with you, but I'm glad that you brought up Reggie Bush because uh, mattering on the health of Reggie Bush, that could change that whole scenario. Reggie Bush is someone that I respect and someone that can actually hurt you. Uh, I've seen it against the Patriots. So so that's the X factor is uh, how healthy will Reggie Bush be in this game. Uh, but But, again, on the face of it, Derek, I agree with you. The Patriots should have the advantage here. All right, Steve, over to you. Patriots defense versus the Lions offense in the passing game. This one's fascinating. Who has the advantage, and if the Patriots do not have the advantage, how do they get it? Well, I think right now that they do uh, because okay. they've showed that they can Man. they can uh, slow down the Broncos. They can slow down the Colts. I think they can slow down the Lions because if you look at the Lions, their three big tight ends are all dinged up right now, and we don't know if they're going to be healthy including Reggie Bush. You know, people look at the uh, 
the Lions offense this year, and they're like, well, they're really disappointing. Well, you know, Reggie Bush has been dinged up all year. Uh, Joseph Fourier hasn't played since week three. Eric Ebron's had a bad hamstring. You know, Pettigrew missed last week with the, with the foot injury. So, you know, they're three big tight ends, and all three of those guys can be difference makers. They've all been dinged up. Now, we don't know how healthy they're going to be this year, but right now, if you're telling me those guys aren't going to be 100%, I give the Patriots the advantage because, you know, they've showed they can take away a big guy. And it'll be interesting to see how they match up against Tate and Calvin Johnson. You know, do they give uh, Brandon Brown or Calvin Johnson, you know, and then with safety help over the top uh, and then put Revis on Golden Tate? I don't know. I think I'd go the other way around. I'd go the other way, Steve. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I'd put Revis on on Calvin. Yeah. I would put – with over the help top, of course, I would put Kyle Arrington on Golden Tate, and then I would match up, um, you know, their flex tight end Ebron with with uh, Brandon Brown. With, with Brandon Browner. But it's going to be interesting how they do this. We'll probably see a little bit of each of them, you know. Well, see, uh, I, think I, I like that. That's an that's an interesting that's an interesting one. You know, I didn't love. I I don't love the idea of putting Revis on Calvin Johnson. And this is no and this is no slight at Revis at all. This is just I I know what Gronkowski can do for the offense. I know what Calvin can do, can, can do for their offense. You know, I, he he's that kind of a offensive weapon where it's not one guy. One guy is not taking him away. I don't care who you are. Um, he's just he's just that good. Uh, especially okay. down the field, I think it's going to be yeah. tough. I would yeah, absolutely because he's so big. I mean, even when you have him covered, he can go up and get a jump ball. Yeah, it's, so, like, it's like Gronkowski, only different, that receiver. Even when he's covered, Steve, he's not covered. You know, it's like right. I mean, uh, you plays. can have blanket coverage. On, I mean, the Dolphins uh, game, you go back to that in the first quarter, Brent Grimes had perfect coverage on him, and he catches a 49-yard touchdown pass in, in the end zone. And, uh, and, and so I, <laughs> I, I, would put, I would put Revis on Golden Tate. Personally, I think okay. that I would take. Away, I, I think he's been coming on in later weeks. I think Stafford's getting more comfortable with him. I would put, I, and I would, and I would double, and I would double Pavin. I put a mini Browner on him, try to beat him at the line, have some coverage over the top, whatever. I don't care bracket him for all I care. I think you okay. have to put. You put two guys on Calvin. You put Revis on Tate, and you don't worry about anything else. Stafford's throwing three INTs. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So Derek's going. Derek's going for the bracketing. I I see where you're going on that, Derek. The only thing that concerned me was was uh, Brandon Bronner against Calvin Johnson. But if you're bracketing him, it doesn't matter. So so I hear where you're going on that. Okay. Okay. You sold well, me, Derek. I mean, you sold me. But but I mean, uh, I think you know it, it's going to be an interesting matchup of how they decide to to address this. Right, you know, because Calvin is is uh, he he's right up there with the best that there is in the game today, and, uh, no and it's going to be a fascinating matchup uh, how they they choose to do this. And again, I think a lot of it will will play out depending upon the health of all these three tight ends. I mean, you know, if these guys are still dinged up, then it gives you better options, obviously. And if they're all healthy, then it gives the Lions great options. But, again, I think the guy to watch in this game for the Lions will be Reggie Bush because he's the difference maker between this offense that struggled all season. They've only scored 24 points, more than 24 points once this year. That was in the first game of the year. And that's I think a lot of that has to do with Reggie Bush being up. So. Yeah. No, and, look, and, look, by the way, if, if they do – if if the Patriots put Revis on Calvin and have him shadow it, I'll have confidence a little bit in that matchup because I think Revis is you know a, a very good corner. But be waiting, I think, for Calvin to make a play or two. I think it's one of those where both players are going to make some some plays. And I just think when you're someone who's that big, that fast, you're going to make a play downfield. I think the Lions are going to throw the ball a lot like they usually do. So I would I would think that double coveraging, you know, or you know, using double coverage against Calvin's the best way to go. And if you're going to do that, I kind of look at it as, you know, why use Revis on that? Why not put it to the other side and really put Matthew Stafford in a tough position where you've got one of the best cornerbacks starting your, your 1B receiver and your 1A is bottled up by two defenders. So uh, I think you're kind of forcing him to make some mistakes. It'll be interesting, though, to see how Belichick, like you guys said, 
how Belichick decides he wants to attack it. My guess is it's a multiple it's a multiple combination of things like it usually is. I think we're gonna be switching things up, uh like they seem to do every week now. Well, Derek, listen, we'll see if uh Bill Belichick's listening to our podcast and goes with you. You know, again or goes I, with I think you. he does. I think okay. he does. I, I, I hope he does. I actually hope he does. All right, let's move on. Steve, back to you. Patriots offense versus the Lions defense in the running game. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I'm going to give, give the uh, Lions the, uh, the advantage here. But, but I'll be curious your thoughts, who you're going to give the advantage. And if, and if it's not the Patriots, let me ask you, do you think if they did the, did the same type of offense when they add an additional lineman, do you think that would make any difference against this defense? Well, I mean, it would definitely help. But uh, I think if if you were to give the advantage to the Patriots, it, it would be a, a little homerism there because Detroit's uh, defense against the run is completely legit. They haven't given up more than uh, 100 yards only once all season, and that was to the Jets. But the the amazing thing about the Lions' defense this year, opponents have, are averaging – 37.7% less than their season average when they run against this football team. And that, wow. that's an amazing stat right there. It's like, okay, so basically you're running 40% under your norm when you run against this football team. And I think you have to give the advantage to the Lions here. Uh, it would be ludicrous to say no. Now, can they can they run a little bit on this team? I think they're going to have to get creative with it. They're going to have to run some traps. They're going to have to run some draws. And they're going to have to mix it up. They can't run every time on first down. They can't run every time on second down. They're going to have to mix it up, and they're going to have to, you know, get a little creative with it. But we've seen how they they rely on the running game, whether or not that they, you know, are very successful or moderately successful or even not too successful. They have to run, Steve. They have to run the football because yes. play-action passing – is very important to this team. So they're going to continue to pound it in there. Now, you know, if, if they can get uh, – I don't think, actually, Jonas Gray is going to be a big part of the, uh, you know, game plan this week. I think we're no. going to see more Shane Vereen. I agree with you. you. Know, and uh, But I think you have to give the advantage to the Detroit here. No I totally it. agree, Steve. I, I, You know, again, like you said, it w- you would be a homer if you gave it to the Patriots. I agree with you. All right, Derek, over to you. Interesting one as well. Patriots offense versus the Lions defense in the passing game. Who has the advantage here? Well, I think the Patriots have the advantage. I know the, I know the Lions have a good defense, um, a very good defense, but I, I just think this passing game has been too strong. I know it didn't look great last week, but it had been uh, on fire the past couple of weeks. Um, I, I do think it's going to be a nice performance for the offense again at home. Um, I, I look at I look at them, and I think their weakness, certain their strength is more in the front seven, um, and I think their weakness is at the secondary. The X factor here, Russ, will be uh, if the Lions are able to get a lot of pressure around Brady. Uh, you know, if that's right. the case, and the passing game kind of goes to hell, and and I don't think you're able to make some plays downfield. But I do think if the Patriots are able to give Tom a little bit of time to operate, that uh, I think Kurkowski's going to take advantage of them, like he's been eating up pretty much every defense that he's been on a tear so far this year. And I, I think that there, I think that you're going to see a lot of guys, a lot of guys get involved in the passing game. And and uh, again, you keep Brady upright in this game, um, and, and I think the Patriots' offense will score pretty easily. Okay, fantastic, good stuff there, Derek. And uh, I think you're right on that. I think, think you nailed it on, on, on the Patriots having the advantage here. All right, right back to you. Let's get let's go to our three keys to victory. Give them to me, Derek. Well, the, the first the first key to the game was something I just mentioned. <laughs> it's all it's all about uh, you know keeping Brady upright. I think that the Lions' defense is, is dangerous. I do think it's aggressive. That defensive line is something fierce. We haven't even talked about Nadamiki Sue, um, and that will be a big challenge for a guy like you know Ryan Wendell, Brian Stork, Dane Connolly, wherever they move him around to. Uh, you know that will be a really tough assignment for those guys in the middle. But if they keep Brady upright, I think they're, they're going to be able to take take advantage of of this Lions secondary that I just really don't think is is that great. Um, you know, I, I, I would I would say my, my second key my second key to this game is just maximize some opportunities. I, I think on both sides of the ball you see uh you know you'll you'll have you'll have chances if you're the Patriots to take it to take advantage of mistakes by by the Lions. I, I think 
especially on offense. Um, it, it's amazing. They have to give Matthew Stafford all of this talent. It seems like every year they're getting him another weapon. And I, I just really don't see the production. Um, I, I don't I, – I, I put that on him. I, I You know, people have defended him for a long time, but I just think – at some point, you look at him and say he's a mediocre quarterback with a big arm, and yeah, they can beat you at some point, but I just think he's going to make a lot of mistakes. I think the Patriots' defense, if they can maximize their opportunities, they're going to be there. Uh, the, the third, the third thing I would, the, the third thing I would say, uh, you know, for the Patriots is just keep it simple. Uh, you know, just it, it, it really just comes down to you know do what they're doing best right now, which is make you know just kind of executing. On third downs, finishing drives, getting off the field, you know, red zone efficiency, things like that. Been playing such smart football the past couple of weeks. Um, I, I know Patriots fans are riding pretty high. I'm sure the team is, and I'm sure Belichick's trying to keep them grounded. But I just think if you keep this very simple and just do what you do, I don't think this should really be a tough competition on Sunday. Okay, fantastic. Steve, to you. Uh, my first one is be patient, especially on offense. I mean. I think that you know you with this pass rush that Detroit has, you know you might not have the time to take those deep shots down the field, and uh, so I think you you're going to have to be patient and work your way down the field. And I think if you work those underneath routes, especially with Gronkowski, Julian Edelman, Brandon LaFell, I think those are going to be there. You know, again, it, it all depends on your protection, but I, I think you're going to have to be patient on offense. Uh, my my uh, key on defense is to, uh, you know, take away those big chunk plays and make them work down the field because I think if you do that, like Derek said, you know, you can make them uh, make a mistake or two, and I think, you know, a turnover or two here or there will be huge. I think special teams is my number three key this week. Um, you know, you, you look at Detroit, they have some really good uh, – Return guys, uh, they have, uh, you know, they, they had that one play taken away, which I thought was an awful call by Jerome Boger on, on Sunday. But I think special teams might be a key again. You know, Julian Edelman had that uh, big return against the Denver Broncos, and I just have a feeling that special teams is going to play a key in this game on Sunday. And I think, you know, Bill Belichick always talks about winning in the three phases, and I think special teams will be a big key. Okay, no good, good stuff by the two of you. Really good keys for for the fans to look for on Sunday. All right, guys, let's go right into predictions. Derek, to you, give me your prediction of what is going to happen on Sunday. Who wins and what's your score? Um, I I think the Patriots are going to win this game. Uh, I I I don't know if it, maybe I'm just liking what I'm seeing in this team. Maybe overconfident from the past couple of weeks. I, I look at the Lions as. They have a pretty good record. I, I just don't really think they're a good team. And we'll find out next week. We'll find out next week how, uh, you know, I'll tell you if I was right or I was wrong. Um, and uh, I, I think I think the Lions defense is legit. I think it's tough. I think they have some weapons on both sides of the ball. Uh, again, it comes down to kind of just keeping Brady upright. I like Steve's last thing, be, you know, or one of his keys, be patient. I do think it could it could be a tough game early, and I think the Patriots will break them down eventually. Um, how the Patriots defend the passing game of Detroit is going to be very interesting. Um, but I do look at it as the Lions are going to make some mistakes. Patriots won't. Um, I, I, I think the Patriots win this game wrestle at 31-20. 31-20. Interesting score. All right, Derek. Steve, to you. You know, it's funny because uh, I had the exact same score when Derek had. So yes. uh, <laughs> that's exactly what I had. I think it's going to be a close game for three quarters, but I see them pulling away in the, in the fourth, and I see this exact same score, 31-20. Wow. Wow, you guys agree. That That's crazy. That's That might be unprecedented. You know, so you agree on the score? I feel, I feel really score? good when that happens because I feel like I, I kind of validate my stupidity at times. I'm like, you know, how stupid is this prediction? I don't know. And then Steve comes in. It's like, okay, it's not that stupid. It's like, okay, it's good. You know, Steve's, up, Steve's my guy. So if I, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm wait right minute, Wait a minute, wait a minute. Steve's your guy right now. Aren't I your guy? Oh, well, that no, hurts. No, Russ, there. come on. You, you, you know, you, when you, when you tell me, when you tell me you, you know, or when you, when you say you agree and it hurts to do it, I don't think you're my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding with you, Derek. I'm just kidding with you. You know that. <laughs> 
All right. No, but All right. Well, it's time, it's time for my board. prediction. And I wrote this down just so you guys know. I wrote this down. You guys went with 3120, is that correct? Yep. Okay. I'm going with 3521. So I'm not that different than the two of you. So I yep. I think the Patriots pull away in the second half and win by a couple touchdowns. I think that they should win by a couple touchdowns. There's no reason why they cannot win this game. This team this team does scare me a little bit because they do have the the offensive firepower and they have a very good defensive line like you guys have been talking about and Dominican Sue is someone that scares uh scares the crap out of me getting after Tom Brady and causing havoc. But uh, and you know what Patriots, I think if this if this game was in Detroit, I think they would scare me a lot more than if it's in New England. That's okay. Me. Okay. So for you, the home field advantage does make a difference, and I and I tend I do. to agree I, with you I, on that. So, I but I am, I'm going to stick with my Lions. score. I think the Patriots are playing that good. I'm going to go with 35-21. So yeah, again, not that different than you guys going 31-20. And and Derek, I understand why Steve's your guy. I, I I'm not going to hold. You know, I'm not going to hold that against you. I get it. <laughs> Great minds think alike. There you go, Steve. <laughs> I won't pretend that I watch the Lions every play or you know, for the whole season, but I do I, I do well, you know, watch try to watch a lot a lot of the teams as you know, on Sundays and I, I think it's pretty common that and it's been like this for a little while, that, that they just don't play the same on the road that they do at home. Um, and I do think that they're still a little bit away. I know they're uh tied to the division lead in the NFC North. Um, I know that they've been a threat to some teams. I just, I think, I think they're in a tough spot a little bit too. Well, you know, they have to, they have to, they have to, they go from Detroit, um, and they go play the Cardinals, who are uh, playing some outstanding football in in Arizona. They play the NFC North's best, or I'm not sorry, just the NFC Conference's best team last week on the road. Then they have to go again on the road across the country to play the AFC's best team. I just think. I just think they're uh, they're they're going to be in for a long couple of weeks. So, um, you know, it, we'll have to see. I, I do think that I, I was going to have a score higher, similar to where you were, Russ, but I, I took it down because I do think there's a chance that the Lions maybe have some success early with the pass rush uh, until the Patriots make some adjustments. I think that the, I think if the Lions aren't able to get pressure, it can be a very long day and it can be ugly quickly. Okay. Well, listen, I, I hear you. Well, and Derek, I will give, um, I will give you a, a uh, prediction that I guarantee 100% that it will come true. Okay, Steve, okay. go, go I, ahead. I like this. Brandon Spikes won't make it a practice today. Oh, right. Really? <laughs> uh, Why, well, he, he stuck, stuck, in the, stuck in the snow? Yeah, they had like six feet of snow in Buffalo. So. Okay. Oh, my God. I think I think we uh, I think we just lost Steve. I think I, I think uh, I think he laughed so hard he dropped off the line, Derek. I was gonna say I was gonna say I think Steve laughed so hard he fell back in his rocking chair and his, his head just got unplugged. <laughs> well, well, Derek, uh, I do want to mention this before we wrap up the show. The one thing that I, that I do want to do sometime, I actually want to watch a game with with you and your family, and I want to watch Jonas Gray run for another two hundred yards and then make fun of you because <laughs> of Notre Dame. That that, that I want to do. My my father is you know chanting "Fighting Irish" and just staring at me for for two and a half hours, miserable. But that's I've never okay. Been so happy that's okay at because the same time. because you can go right back to him and say, "Hey, Patriots have Rob Gronkowski. How about that?" <laughs> you know, I'd say that I'd say that it, it is a great story though, Russ. Real quick, I mean, I, I like I said, I'm not totally buying into the Jonas Gray hype train. I do think that he showed the ability that he can do that, and I hope yeah. that he can do it down the stretch. Um, but I think for Sunday specifically, it was a, it was a great story, and 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 it for is. him to kind of go from he was taken off the practice squad a month, you know, he was he was activated from the practice squad October ninth, uh, October sixteenth, and November sixteenth, he rushes for you know just about two hundred yards in, in an NFL game and a primetime game, and I think that's just a really cool story. Uh, you it know, is. it seems like it's, he's a nice kid, and uh, it seems like he's you know finally settled into a nice role. So we'll see what he can do moving forward. Derek, it's a wonderful story, and, and if he turns out to be a, to be a very good back or or, or just just a, a serviceable back, I think that I think that would be wonderful, and uh, and I'm all for it. You know, again, I I think this week is going to be difficult for him. I agree with what you and Steve were saying. I, I think this is more of a Shane Vereen kind of game, and that's fine. But that's you know, again, that's the flexibility of this offense, and if he can add in certain weeks and certain game plans something to the team, 
it's a bonus. It's a, it's a good thing. So again, very good story about Jonas Gray. But uh, but honestly, Derek, and the only reason why I brought up Rob Gronkowski because again, from 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 University of Arizona, I mean, I mean, I just want to ask you this, and then and and then we'll wrap this up. Did you see him turning into this type of player? I I did see. I I, I can't. It's hard to say that you saw him turning into you know a potential Hall of, play, Hall of Fame player. But you know, I still remember. I mean, could you to see? Hart. Could you see this back then? Yeah. No. I. I. My first. I, I. I attended some some games when I was living in Phoenix, and I went down to Tucson some games before he sat out. My freshman year was actually the year that he sat out because he hurt his back. And I oh, okay. met him around campus. I. I met him around campus a couple of times. You know, same kind of dude you see on the sideline. Really kind of a meathead. You know, kind of you know, funny, confident. You know, certainly uh, you know, a huge guy back then. And he's gotten just he's still he's even bigger now after after seeing him you know and talking to him a little bit at training camp this past summer. But I did see him being you know a force. Uh, you know I still remember talking to Andy Hart of Patriots Football Weekly about Gronkowski you know years ago, uh, and he was all over him. I, I thought I thought he would be a great pick, and I would I, I couldn't have been happier when uh, you know when they, when they selected him. I, I was all I was all over that one. Now it's hard to say that you thought he was gonna really develop into a Hall of Fame potential, but you saw the physical tool, tools were there with his build, his size. And injuries were concerned then because he had spinal stenosis for us coming out of college right. and had a big – they had to shave the, uh, I believe it was like the L4, L5 vertebrae. I mean, it was a complicated surgery, uh, and um, I think that with anything like that, you, you have to worry about injuries, which unfortunately we've seen, but I would say fortunately we have seen him – bounce back this season with a very strong year. And you just have to hope, if you're a Patriots fan, that he can continue to stay healthy because it means a lot to this offense. He's having a great year. And uh, if he can continue on this pace, I think the Patriots offense uh, and, and team as a whole has a very good shot at doing something special that we want to do him for, you know, about 10 years now. I totally agree with you. And, and he is a special player. He, you know, listen, I, I've seen some special tight ends. Uh, you know, again, uh, you know, you you can go back to to the Drew days, you know. Uh, had a very special tight end back then, uh, Ben Coates. But uh, but even way before that, uh, the original All World tight end was Russ Francis. Way back when, Steve and I can talk to you about Russ Francis, how good he was. Uh, but this guy is better. This guy, again, if he could stay healthy, could be one of the best of all time, and that's saying something. He's that good. He's the, I, the best tight end I've ever seen in my lifetime. So. So, again, let's just hope that he stays healthy, Derek, because the Patriots are just a different team with him in there. There's no question about it. He's that good. He he changes everything. All right. All right, Derek, we, we, we could go on talking about Rob Gronkowski for another half hour, but let's wrap up the show. This was actually a great show. I'm sorry, Steve. Steve, I got dropped off at the end, but uh, I've enjoyed this, my friend. All right, and uh, have a safe trip back before before we go. Have a safe trip back to uh, Boston. Thank you. I'm getting my jacket ready now. I take off at about one thirty. I'll be back in Boston eight o'clock tonight. All right, all right, and stay stay warm, my friend. All right. Before we go, just want to mention you can download Patriots Fourth and Two on iTunes and access it on the Stitcher Radio app, which can be found in the app stores for the iPad, iPhone, and the Android. I listen back to the to the show all the time on the Stitcher Radio app. I would highly recommend it. You can also read all of our blogs on PatsFans.com. Please do go to PatsFans.com. We have some great stuff up there. All right, from my co-host Steve, who dropped off early, sorry Steve, and Derek, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you again for listening to Patriots 4th and 2.